Well, hello, everybody. Hello, and welcome Hi. to Buddhist Biohacker. My name is Lisa, and I am your demystification guide. That's right. I'm changing it from your mystic guide to the demystification guide, because what we do here is bring all of these mystical teachings down to our human form so we know how to implement them. Um, so welcome in. And for everybody who is joining in the live, we would love to hear from you. I would love for you to say hi, say where you're from, and I'd love to hear how you're feeling this week. Share how you're feeling. Maybe give us one word about how you're feeling today. We would love that so very much. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Buddhist Biohacker. Thank you so much for that as well. So enough of all of that. We have another incredible Diamond Beauty with us this morning, my dear, dear friend and colleague, Suzanne Hunt. Welcome back, Sue. Hope I think you're on a delay. Hello. There's a there's a double. I'm hearing twice when I hear you. Oh, that's uh, weird. Maybe make everybody sure everybody else. Um, maybe make sure that your YouTube's turned off somewhere. It might be on somewhere. Let me unplug my. Bear with us, guys. A little technical stuff when we're live. It's okay. Welcome in, everybody. I'm seeing some of our members to the YouTube channel. Welcome in. Sue is saying she is peaceful. Anita is feeling a transformation coming on. I love that. Michelle, hi from Las Vegas. Um, and she won a half-hour session with Suzanne, one of our OHO prize winners. Sherry is feeling scattered. Oh, gosh. And Danae says hi from Alberta, Canada. So welcome in, everybody. Did you get it to work? Do you have a delay? Uh oh, I can't hear you now, Sue. Can you hear me? I can't hear you now. <laughs> We're gonna get it, everybody, don't worry. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. It says that your mic is not connected. Sorry guys, hang on, hang on with our technology. Sorry about this. Give us one second and we'll get it figured out. Um, hi, Jean from Denver, my hometown. Very nice to hear from you. And Susan, just love the energy and the technology. Yes, yes, we do. Um, so I still can't. Okay, yeah, go out and come in. That's a good idea. All right, so Sue's going to go out and she's going to come back in. So we've got a couple minutes to kill. Um, so we'll um, let her do that. So hold on, guys. Oh, you got it. I hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you, but I see you talking in the background. Well, so I'm still hearing an echo. Mm-hmm. Is it up on your computer, maybe, on YouTube? Is it what now? Is your YouTube up on the computer or something? Because that's what I I'm wondering. if I should get out and come back in. Yeah, do that. Do that. Okay. We're going to get this fixed. Hang tight, everybody who's on the live. 
Yeah, go out and come oh, in. Um, I don't have YouTube. Let me, okay. Okay. Sue's going to go out and then she's going to come back in. No big deal. Hi, Karen. Um, Karen says she is from Pittsburgh. She's also um, the writer of all of these beautiful articles about our diamond beauty. So Karen, welcome in and thank you so much. And I'm glad you're feeling creative today. Um, <clears throat> let me actually, I can put your comments up here, you guys. So um, Karen is saying she can relate to Sherry because she was feeling scattered for days. And yeah, I don't know about you guys. But um, the Schumann resonance was like 92 a few days ago. I had a whole night where I couldn't sleep. It was so crazy. So, oh, here comes Sue. Let's see how this goes. All right. Can you hear me now? I still hear your delay. I swear you have. Do you have any other tabs up on your computer besides StreamYard? Um, well, it's up now. Now I can hear everybody. Now I can hear you. The okay. I think I had something else up. I apologize. My goodness. <laughs> when, when just you and I were talking, it was fine. I don't know what I opened up, but it's better now. Oh, yes. Oh, good. Oh, boy. Let me ground and center again. <laughs> okay. Oh, we did. Hello, everybody. Look at all yes. these lovely people that are here. Welcome. Oh, no. I can't wait to chat with Lisa and hear your questions. <laughs> Sorry about that technical issue. All oh, right. God. Okay. This is what, here's what I think, Sue. I think spiritual people doing YouTube live is bound to have some technical problems. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Well, well, let's start out. Everybody probably knows who you are, but let's start out with you just sharing a little bit about who you are and what you're up to right now. Yeah, sure. So my name is Suzanne Hunt. Many people call me Sue. And some of my maybe standard uh, background is I worked in the corporate world for 35 years for the various versions of our uh, telephone company here in Colorado. I'm in Aurora, Colorado, just out of sight of Denver. And then I found my spiritual path about 15 years ago when I started to meditate and to enter a clairvoyant program. And I loved all the spiritual uh, journey that I took. I actually attended three schools in Colorado to um, attend advanced studies. And I taught clairvoyance at two uh, clairvoyant schools for a while. And then later, I, this year, this past year, I, I have opened up a course of study called Healing Meditation, which is really training people to be on their own spiritual path. It's a lot of the tools and techniques that I learned in my clairvoyant program, but it's focused on the self and helping people create their own transformation. So, and I've been on this past year, I used to teach in person. <laughs> And this past year with COVID and Lisa's, all the beautiful programs that Lisa has developed, I've been um, getting out on the uh, YouTube programs and interviews and presentations. And I've been teaching in the Ajayakasa um, program. We taught some clairvoyant studies for a couple of weeks. And then we're going to have a study about the body 
coming up in June, which is really a focus on what energy do we have that resides in our physical body and how can we clear it for ourselves and set energy to bring the best health and clarity and uh, especially for like our immune system and the gut and areas. So that's a little about me. I do readings. Of course, I'm loving my teaching space these days, but I do reading and healing. That's my primary or has been my primary effort to kind of help people find insights and healing, release energy that doesn't support. And um, so, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I love it. And yes, uh, Sue is like our official energy anatomy uh, <laughs> professor at the Ajata Casa Institute. So we have our very own little Hogwarts and our Light Warrior program. Which <laughs> I can't believe we're almost halfway through the full year program already this year. And we're going to have a lot of information coming out this fall for everybody who's interested. You can always go to ajatacasa.com and go click on the Institute and explore. We have video courses. We have um, live courses every once in a while. And then we have our light warrior program. So you can check that out. And um, I thought it'd be fun, Sue, to kind of share with everybody how we met. I just thought we haven't ever talked about that live. And the thing is, you guys, Sue and I did, we did our, uh, what do you want to call it? Earned our stripes um, <laughs> doing all the psychic fairs, you know, working our little booths at the psychic fairs. And it seems like those days are so far away now, but I remember like, lugging in my table and my table, <laughs> you know, and your yeah. spine and all those things and having to set everything up and, and do readings for the, a weekend. And so uh, Sue and I were at a psychic fair, the same psychic fair, the Athena Festival, right? Yeah, yeah, huh. it was Athena Festival. <laughs> it was, which is so great. I love it. And I saw that Dana Kane is actually doing the Unicorn Festival live mm -hmm. again um, mm -hmm. here this month. So that makes me excited because that means the Athena Fair may happen next spring. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so yeah, so we were at the Athena Fair and uh, I decided I would take a break from doing readings and give myself a reading. Uh -huh. And I saw Sue and Sue's last name Hunt. So my great grandma Viola was Viola Hunt. I had forgotten that. Yes. <laughs> and that was her last name and it was such a special name. And so when I saw Suzanne Hunt on a sign, I was like, oh, that's a sign. And oh my God, we have been friends ever since. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so we did a trade. We did a reading yeah. trade. And then what else? Then, yeah, we became friends and had such a wonderful connection in our spiritual journeys, not only in working with clients, but in our own journeys, being able to support each other. Um, we all have our, you know, ebbs and flows of life. And when you're a clairvoyant or a healer, it's so nurturing to have someone in your life that can kind of speak your language. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and... Um, you know, this is happening, or this is happening, or, you know, um, so that was your one part of my wonderful community. And we all need community. There's something so nurturing about being with people who we identify with and connect with in that way. Yeah, I so agree. And that was like 13 years ago. That was a long mm -hmm. time. Oh, my goodness. I know. And I think it's important for everyone to know, you know, when Sue and I met, we were both single, we were both mm -hmm working through a lot of our own shadow work and a lot of our own inner work and, oh, yeah. work. and we kind of went on that journey together and then yeah. met, you know, you met your partner and I met mine shortly thereafter. So like it was kind of 
and really in the last, what, six-ish years, five, six mm -hmm. years, whatever, five for me. But um, so, you know, what do you think, Sue? You want to, I just think it's important to touch on this, you know, that about being patient with yourself while you're doing the work and healing yourself. And because I think both of us went through those periods where it's like, oh, am I going to be alone forever? Like, what am I doing? And toxic relationships and things, and then moving into this really healthy space and then finding our partners. So I don't know. What do you want to share about that? Yeah, great topic. Um, so for me, relationship, you know, it was interesting. Everybody's journey in life is different. Uh, for me, I had a grounded corporate job that was kind of my saving grace. And I went to that job for 35 years before I could retire and do spiritual work. But it was kind of my anchor because where I was really working my energy in my life was in my relationship space. Mm -hmm. um, and from early in life, I was just so challenged with the kind of partners that I would get um, attracted to and they're attracted to me. So, you know, in relationship was kind of the area, my biggest area of growth in this life. We're attracted to people who have energy that we are ready to work. We're attracted to people who have like a lock and key where we fit together. That person's learning something from me and I'm learning something from them. And so when we think about, um, uh, if being alone was something you mentioned, um, we're meeting people who are on the same path and the journey that we are. And in my experience, um, I learned when I learned when I began my clairvoyant program and began to meditate. I learned that one of my biggest challenges in life was is because I'm such an empath. So I'm picking up energy from other people and absorbing that. And before I learned uh, my tools, I was doing that unconsciously. And so, you know, picking up energy from everybody in the room or matching my partners who tended to be more dynamic, more self-confident, um, the kinds of um, men who were, um, yeah, very expansive in their energy. And of course, you know, my little empathic self, I'm like absorbing it all. So learning to manage that was my journey. But I think the a couple of things I'd like to say is that we we meet people along the journey of life who we're ready to meet and to be with at that moment and who we're ready to work the energy. So when I look back on all of those partners, I can uh, say hello to what I learned from them, what a gift they were in my life, even if they were challenging relationships. And when we start to look at life in this bigger picture of where we're at, be present with where we're at, and... Um, and accept the fact that um, where I'm at right now is really where I need to be, where I need to be. And so if I'm with a partner that's challenging, what am I learning? We can kind of dig into that and um, see them as a gift. And if we're finding that we're alone, well, what is that gift? And what are the gifts in, of the people that we do have in our lives, our friends and our family, because being in gratitude is one way to open up the heart space to receive. And we could talk more about that in, in addition, but I'd like to stop there. Um, yeah, I think that's beautiful. And you know, it's funny, Sue, or, or not funny, but synchronistic, I guess, um, <clears throat> is I've been working on my book, 
I'm like so close to being done. <laughs> but it's all about dating. And what I think is interesting about what you're saying or, or similar for you and me is as I'm writing these stories, um, you know, not only did I learn a lot, but what I'm noticing is, is I don't, I'm not holding any energy anymore for that person or for that experience. I'm not angry. I'm not sad. I'm not clinging. Like there's, it's like this beautiful, like acceptance and forgiveness and love. I mean, there's love there of like, wow, these were people I loved and I got a lot from those experiences. And you almost, you, I like, I feel like I want to honor them. You know, it's like, I want to honor you for who you were. There's no like resentment or anger. And I think that comes through the inner work, like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, um, and there's, there's another aspect to it too, um, that I thought of while you were talking is um, the inner work, sometimes the inner work is being present um, where I'm really at right now and, um, and being able to love ourselves better. Um, you're talking about, you know, being appreciative of past partners and other people in your lives. But um, a real important step in doing our inner work is the appreciation and the love that we, we give to ourselves because mm -hmm. there's kind of a oneness of energy in that when we love and appreciate ourselves, then we begin to um, uh, puff up, beef up, amplify that love energy around us. And that's very attractive to other people. And when we can love other people in our lives, then and, and really appreciate who they are, then that also amplifies our ability to love ourselves. So there's like a, a dynamic there where um, that really can begin with appreciating and loving ourselves. There's always something, um, even if we're in a low point, you know, that we can appreciate. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Now, what is, I want to switch gears to kind of your spiritual routine, you know, because you, you have, to me, you're the person that I know that has the most beautiful, if you want to use the word discipline around your spiritual practice and running energy and using your tools, like you're the one who reminds me, oh yeah, I have these tools I need to be using them. And so I want you to talk a little bit about that and what you do on the daily, because I think a lot of us will benefit from hearing. Mm, sure. Um, so uh, my tools are really, uh, what I teach and what I use are tools that are, um, it's a meditation style that's very visual. So, uh, and we're working with the concepts of attention and intention. Mm -hmm. And so um, uh, we can use visualization. You know, if you think about um, a basketball player, this is a, a story I like to teach in my classes. The basketball player, I read an interview where he was saying, oh, he won some big tournament or whatever it was. But on the interview, he said, well, I visualize that that ball going into that basket at least a hundred times before I even get on the court. And we start to realize how powerful it is to um, imagine or visualize what we want to happen before it happens. And so that 
uses the techniques of attention. I'm going to focus on what I want, where I'm going. It's easy when we're in a challenging space to be focused on, oh my gosh, this is happening. Um, you know, it's awful. We go to some of our own dynamics every once in a while. I still go to helpless. Hello, that was from my childhood. I'm not helpless anymore. <laughs> so our, our stuff comes up. But when we can focus on where we want to go and visualize the situation as whole and complete, that starts the healing process. So um, the attention, which would be the visualization, and then the intention. What is it I would like to happen? What What is my... Uh, what would uplift me? What is my visualization of this uh, situation whole and complete? And what would be, what would make me happy and um, joyful? And so using those concepts and visualization with attention and intention, um, I ground and I ground from the base of the spine uh, down to the center of the earth to line up my chakras and to allow my body to release energy that doesn't support. And I connect with, I teach uh, all of these texts, we connect with um, heaven and earth. So connecting with the earth by running some earth energy through the lower part of our body, connecting with spirit so that I can connect in with whatever that um, my uh, belief system is around spirit, whether it's God or the universe or my higher self, and bringing my higher self or my connection with spirit into my body pulling in my my aura bubble, especially empathic people, we tend to expand. <clears throat> we expand into the whole room and all of a sudden we really get what's happening with all the people around us. Um, excuse me. We can understand them empathically because we've connected in. So pulling in my aura so that my um, energy is around me and um, so those are some of the things I do and I try to practice those every day. I might skip a day if I forget or get busy with something but for the most part I try to stay and use my tools because what I know is that um, after I've sat for 10 minutes and run my energy and set my space my day goes better. I can set intentions for what I want to bring into the day. And um, it just kind of has a small, subtle transformation about what's going to be happening. Oh, I love that. I have some things to say, but so does our audience. So I want to share. Um, Tracy is sharing. I like that you are speaking to the space it creates with gratitude. Mm -hmm. Love that so much. Thank you, Tracy. And you. Karen shares, love what you're saying about attention and intention, which is Thank so you, Karen. great. And Claire is also feeling scattered, but ready for the creative energy. So we definitely have some folks out there feeling scattered. So maybe we can help them with some tips and tricks. But I want to share real quick when you're talking about the aura bubble and being empathic. And, you know, when I went through the, the clairvoyant program, I was learning about auras. You know, what's kind of funny, Sue, is... I did the opposite. And I think, you know, as a kid, I'm a Scorpio. I admit it. Like, I know <laughs> I'm very intense and I've lightened up a lot. Um, <laughs> but I was always described as like the intense sort of brooding kind of energy. Like I was always like kind of like people had a hard time approaching me, which those of you who know me would never think that now. 
But that's what I learned is like you're talking about expanding the bubble because I and I think this was because I was so sensitive and seeing spirits and, you know, people wandering around my room at night. I thought my aura bubble was like this. Like mm. I was like so tight that there was no like penetrating this space. It was almost like and and I remember when I started to open the bubble like how much more information I would feel around people. And it was a real, our aura bubbles are no joke. I mean, <laughs> they're too big or it's too small. And when you try to like get it right, I think there's a whole journey in trying to figure out how to interact with the energy around you. Because for me, it was like, whoa, I don't want to feel all this stuff. Where like you're saying, a lot of empaths are like, I'm feeling all this stuff and didn't even realize it. So it's a real, I just wanted to share that because it really is tricky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and the aura bubble will shift and change based on who we are, where we're at. So that makes perfect sense that you would be pulling yours in as a self protection, mm -hmm. and um, and kind of probably on some level uh, intentionally. You oh, I want to pull myself in. Yeah, for sure. So we yeah. have a, a handful of folks in the audience that are saying they're feeling really scattered. What's your suggestions for them? Let's give them some tips, maybe. Yeah, um, I would say um, when we're feeling scattered, it's probably because we left our energy somewhere, um, and we could um, and and we could do a little um, exercise if people That's would like. Good. But um, but what um, I how I would describe that is calling our energy back. If you think about energy and start to look at life through the energetic lens, or even if we're just starting to play with it, um, we can imagine that everywhere we go, when we interact with people, whether we're on the phone, or we're out at the grocery store, or we have something happening with um, a friend that we're concerned about, or just in our natural daily process of life, we tend to leave our energy. And so a great tool to help with scatteredness is to call it back. And, and we'll do a little exercise here if you'd like. I think that'd be great. Yeah. In fact, we might ground and then call our energy back. How would that be? Let's do it. So if you all would like to give this uh, energy work a little try, um, go ahead and close your eyes settle into your chair or wherever that you're sitting right now. Let your body, feel your body against the chair underneath you and behind you. Just be in your body. Take a nice cleansing breath down into your solar plexus, down into your belly, and then as you release it, just let everything go. And then, if you would, let's play with an image and let's grab. Very easy. Um, all we can need to do is imagine that at the base of your spine, you've got um, a nice shaft of light, maybe a colored shaft of light, red, blue, green, purple, pink, any color. And imagine a nice wide shaft of light emitting from the base of your spine, going down through the chair, down through the floorboards, 
down into the bedrock, all the way down into the center of the earth. Just notice how that grounding makes you feel more centered and in your body. Grounding helps us be in our bodies. Another reason we might feel scattered is when we float up a little bit out of our body. So bring your spirit body into your physical body by grounding. Notice that this grounding that you've got at the base of your spine can act as a trash chute. It can carry away any energy that you're ready to release. And it can line up your chakra so that you can be underneath your crown chakra in your own truth. And now let's call our energy back into our space. And the way I like to do it is to imagine a great big golden sun, the image of a golden sun above your head. And this golden sun, you can pretend it has a magnet in it. And this magnet is going to call back all the energy, the fragmented energy that you might have left somewhere, wherever in your life, your day, your week. And just imagine that golden sun, that big ball of energy is getting bigger and bigger. And when it's nice and full of your own energy, you can let it go ahead and imagine that you can uh, stick your imaginary finger up there and pop it. And then that golden sunlight is going to flow into the top of your head. This is your own energy filling you in down into your head, down into your neck, down into your shoulders, down your arms, all the way down your arms and out your palms. Let it start to fill in your upper torso, down your torso into your hips, down your legs, down your lower legs, and let it flow out the bottoms of your feet and your feet chakras. And then just let that energy start to fill you up all the way around the outside of your bubble. It'll just fill you around the outside. And when that golden sun energy has filled you up completely, you can go ahead and come on out of trance back to the room. Thank you, Sue. Yeah. Yeah, I needed some golden sun. It's <laughs> oh. yeah, a fun one. And one of my favorites. And definitely, um, when we're feeling scattered, we might have left our energy. And, um, and we can also activate the center of our heads. You know, our center of our head is our intuitive space. It's our mental clarity. And so we can just even imagine that our energy is activating. Maybe you can imagine this space in the center of your head is getting nice and light and bright and that you have your awareness there. And that can help as well because when we're, when we're, it can help us center and it can help support our grounding. It can help us be in our body. Because when we have painful or challenging situations, even just busyness, you know, you have a hundred things on your daily list and um, 
and we can just look at all those. Um, oh, thank you, Jean. We can look at all those things I have to do today and start to feel scattered. But um, grounding, calling our energy back, and kind of just being centered and physically in our body can really help because we tend to float up and out of our body when uh, we're not grounded. So there we go. Some little tools. Thank you. <laughs> Such great tools. And you always remind me, even if you aren't around telepathically, I get these little soup reminders. Like, <laughs> I think I need to go turn on my tools. <laughs> you know, Claire is talking about um, having the same issue, you know, hard to expand her bubble. And mm. this, for whatever reason, Claire's um, comment reminds me of having this. Mm. And I wonder if you want to talk a little bit about what having this is, because I just don't think we, I don't think it's talked about enough at all. I mean, it's not a term we hear very often, so. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, and I'd like to tell a little story um, to kind of explain having this. Having this, we kind of touched on it earlier, is about um, our ability to receive, our ability to receive. So that has to do with <clears throat> having ourselves. It has to do with our relationships. It has to do with manifestation and just being able to enjoy the gifts in life that we really want to have. And so the story I want to tell is um, about somebody in um, my work group. And I, in back in my corporate world, corporate days, I had a team of eight people and there were, they would all come and they would ask for time off. You know, I need to be off this week or tomorrow. Is that going to be all right? And they were very uh, competent people. So typically it was just fine. They were letting me know. But this one person on the team, um, I tended to hesitate um, when um, I was asked if uh, he could have time off. And I took a look at that because I was starting to be in my program and I was starting to look at energy. Well, what's that about? You know, he does a good job. He's just fine. But I noticed that there were some aspects to his personality that I didn't care very much for. And and this is not a very flattering story about me, but I kind of realized, oh, I don't care for this person as much as I do the other people on the team. And what I recognized is that I didn't want to give to him because I didn't care for him very much. Mm. Where the people in my life that I really, I really liked, it was easy for me to give to them for their day off, no hesitation. And so <clears throat> I realized the connection with how it is with spirit and how it is with our havingness. It's the same thing. If we don't like ourselves very much, it's hard for us to give to ourselves. So on an energetic plane, it's harder for us to allow ourselves to have the gifts that we want in life. And you can think about that for yourself. There's this oneness of energy around us where uh, what we're experiencing is very similar to what I'm projecting in my world and to what I'm perceiving in my world, and that's the energy around me. But um, when I can learn to love and appreciate myself better, then I can let myself have. So happiness is really about receiving, and the way we expand our happiness is 
to find things that we like and appreciate about ourselves. Um, and be in gratitude is another way to uh, open up our happiness. Um, I like to teach um, something that I learned from um, John Fulton years ago, a spiritual teacher out in California. He's passed now. But he used to give this little example about gratitude. Um, we might look at life and say, oh, I have dishes to wash. Or we could say, I have dishes to wash. Mm. Um, or I have to go to work, you know, where we feel burdened and we feel like this is something hard to do. Or I have a job to go to. Mm -hmm. So we can look and start changing some of the ways we look at life and start being in gratitude and appreciation for who we are. And that tends to expand our ability to have and to receive. Because you've all heard about the person who um, won the lottery and then their money's gone in what, you know, five years or something. Well, they could win. That. They had the happiness to win that prize, but they didn't have the happiness to enjoy it or to make it more of a concrete, you know, financial security for themselves. So, um, so that would be what I would say about happiness. <laughs> oh, I love, I love all that. And, you know, I had Todd White, the founder of Dry Farm Wines, on a few weeks ago, and it was a profound conversation. It was an unbelievable show. If any of you guys missed it, you should go back and watch it. It's really great. But he said a couple of words that I was like, whoa, and it, it's in alignment with what you're teaching about having this. He said that he doesn't call work work or working. It's creating. Oh, <laughs> so, and it's his whole company. So everybody uses the words, you know, we're going to create today. I'm headed to creating, you know, I've got lots of creating to do, which um, I'm catching myself because I'm trying to change it because I really love that word because that is what we're doing. We're creating something with the work that we do. Yes, we um, are. And he That's doesn't, call, yeah. And he doesn't call his business business. He calls it an experiment. Oh, that that's really what it is. We're, we're learning, you know, and, and putting it in different language and, it, you know, in alignment with what you're saying about having this, I think, you know, it's our language, like how we communicate the, the way that the words that we use when we're communicating, um, changing those. I think there's a lot of power in that because I was doing like, I was so overwhelmed a few months ago and it was like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so busy and I have so much work to do and all this stuff. And I realized, I was like, wow, like I'm putting some pretty negative stuff out there. Just like you're saying, you know, it's like changing it to, wow, like look at, I've created so much, you know, that there's, there's lots more creation to do, you know, it's like changing those words. And it made me realize, it actually made me realize how happy I really am doing what I do every day and that I really shouldn't be complaining about it at all. <laughs> And that's a beautiful way to look at it. Uh, you know, we all have those spaces in our time where we have to grieve, we have to let go, we have to, you know, process something that's painful or, or um, release it. But then when we're ready, we can always turn those low points around, just like you're saying, and gratitude is a wonderful way. And I love the, um, I'm going to create now, because you're right. It's exactly what we have, and there's almost always some, somewhere, some aspect of our life that we can find 
that we can be grateful for and just amplifying that a little bit in our space can make a very subtle and beautiful impact as to how we experience life mm-hmm. because we can we talked about our bubble we can't really change what's happening out there you know we've got a life plan i believe much of our life is planned and much of our life evolves as we change and grow we attract new things to us but what's happening in the world we can't change that but we can change what's happening in my own space what i'm my, my perceptions are what i'm um projecting what i want to focus on seeing um a situation as whole and complete um and and i love the experience what was it he said about experiment said experiment yeah the business is an experiment and it made me think of the jaracasa the app because i was like that really is an experiment you know it's like something brand new and so i love that too i just thought i mean he's really amazing but I, those were a couple key things from the interview that i thought were just incredible beautiful because one thing that's challenging for many of us I mean included is we put our heart and soul into a project and then maybe it doesn't go as well as we might like to have it go <clears throat> and then our failure energy comes up we start to like have the criticism stick comes out but you know when we can look at life as uh again this is an experiment and what is it teaching me what am i learning from this um it really kind of helps think turn things around and puts us in the power seat puts mm-hmm. us in the driver's seat i'm going to decide how this feels i'm going to look to see what i'm learning from the situation how i can grow from it and um i'm going to look at it as an experiment <laughs> because that's exactly what life is that's my takeaway for today creative and experiment thank you lisa <laughs> Well, we have Todd White today because he's so awesome. And, uh, you know, if you guys want to read about Sue, you can read her beautiful article written by Karen Lazone. Karen Lazone is an author, a filmmaker, a creative being. She has an incredible group in the Ajatakasa app as well called the Creativity Cafe. So if you haven't joined that group, please do. Um, but you can find... Um, all of these articles at lisamgunshore.com forward slash blog. So just go to my blog on my website and you'll be able to read about Sue and um, all the Diamond Beauties because we've had um, a handful now and we have more to come, including Karen. Um, now, Sue, you have a group in Ajata Casa and you have classes and things going on. So I wanted to keep some space here for you to share a little bit how folks can connect with you. Um, what you've got going on in the app and what you've got going on in your own community. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so in the, the, in the applic- uh, Ajatakasa app, I've got a healing and intuitive awareness group. And I just opened it about a week ago and posted a video about grounding, actually. And I'm going to um, be working in that uh, group to do some teaching so we'll have some energy tools, maybe a little five or 10 minute video on, with a little more depth on some things that we can do to become more aware of our space, to manage our, our space with some energy tools. I'd like to also come on and um, have short blogs where I can talk about some spiritual concepts that might be helpful or useful to people. 
And so some of those will be videos, some of those will be written. Um, in my own community, I do have a newsletter, and I've been uh, publishing that for a number of years with uh, typically a blog on there. Well, I've been working it as a newsletter, but I'm actually going to, um, excuse me, I'm going to be converting that into a blog so that all the information is retained. But, um, but I post on my newsletter. If you go out to my website, you can join my newsletter. Um, upcoming events, I, I'm going to, um, I'll be posting classes when I have them. I just started a new healing meditation class, and um, so it's in the second week now. But I do a, I begin a new class every so often, and I actually have a full spiritual program that I'm offering. Um, and it's all being taught under the umbrella of the Althea Center for the Spiritually Engaged. And so they are a spiritual um, center here in Denver. They have a beautiful 100-year-old building uh, down uh, close to town in, uh, what would we say, Capitol Hill area, I guess, in Denver. And so they're beginning now to have uh, on-site on and in-person meetings. But all of my classes are taught under their, um, under their support. So I've got classes with special focuses on you know, <clears throat> opening up your intuition, working on manifestation, empowerment, relationships. Um, later on, a spiritual, I'm doing a spiritual anatomy, a seven-week course, and uh, getting out of the body in some astral space. So lots of different uh, uh, courses in that program that you can find out on AltheaCenter.org. So, and then of course on my website, if you'd like a personal um, reading with me and healing, um, we can meet on Zoom or on the phone and we can take a very intimate look at your space at a goal or a challenge or just some area that you'd like to expand or like some insight and um, uh, do a, a private session with you as well. I love it so much. Yes, energetichealingarts.com. Um, you will not be sorry. I love you so much, Sue. I'm so glad we were able to talk today. We got to talk about all sorts of really fun things that we haven't really talked about before on, on this biohacker. <laughs> Great. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. This has been wonderful. All these lovely people. And thank you so much. Uh, Karen wrote the most beautiful article about me. Thank you, Karen. That was beautiful. A lovely session with her. Yeah, we, uh, oops. There we go. There we so go. yes, well, Lisa, we'll have to get together for breakfast or lunch sometime, like we said. Um, yes, absolutely. And, and um, yes, I miss you. And I'm excited to get kind of out socially a little bit. And mm -hmm. thank you to everybody who's been watching today. So much love to all of you. Just a reminder, if you have not downloaded the Ajatakasa social community app, please do so. It is a free app to download. It's a free community. Um, premium content is ad-free content. You'll have access to over 500 videos in our Light Library. Sue has several presentations in the Light Library. 
um, on the Institute tab in the menu bar. And you also get to participate in my moon circles every month as a premium member. So check that out. Thank you so much to the members of my YouTube channel who I see your badges up here as well. So thank you for being <laughs> part of my channel. And um, Sue, I love you. Thank you so very much. Thank you mm -hmm. to everybody who's watching. It's wonderful to be here. Absolutely. And I will see everybody back here at 3 p.m. Mountain Time with Satyam and Julie Hoyle to talk about spiritual community. That is going to be a beefy topic because there's a lot of corruption in the spiritual communities, including, you know, Catholicism, Buddhism. I mean, it doesn't really matter what uh, spiritual uh, modality it is. There's corruption. So we're going to talk about the importance of community and how to have a good one today. Um, so we'll see you guys at three. And thank you again. Thank you, Sue. I love you so much. Oh, I love you.